This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up? What's up, everybody? We're getting close. Week 16 starting tonight. Jets, Jaguars, a little bit of a messy game. That's okay, though. Yep. We're going to work through it. We're going to work through it. Don't get too nervous. If you got Travis Etienne, Garrett Wilson, all these guys that you want to have, you know, put up big games for you tonight. Uh, but, you know, it's not looking great for tonight. No. I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, the weather is okay right now, but tonight it's supposed to be raining a ton. Um, yeah. And it's supposed to be a little windy as well. So could affect the passing games just a little bit. Now, Zach, like, this is it all comes down to this dude everybody you know the anxiety levels increase you know the further you get into the playoffs right semifinals right. is here you win today's matchup you're on your way to the to the uh, championship round so yeah a lot of people you know got their first round by too this is their first playoff game this year yeah. so you know they were chilling last week and you know you got to get back into it guys all right it's getting it's starting right. up so yeah. uh so yeah so as far as tonight's game goes like are you looking to bench any of these guys? Are you looking to obviously we're gonna temper expectations on guys like Garrett Wilson and you know these type right. of guys, but are you looking to bench any of these guys or, or anything like that? Like are you overly concerned? How are you approaching tonight's game? I think you know, you start the guys that you're very confident in that have been doing it, you know, week in and week out. Um, that would be your Garrett Wilsons, that would be your Travis Etienne's, um, that would be your Christian Kirk's. But when you look at Zay Jones, obviously he's been on, you know, the past couple of weeks. But um, he has a tough matchup in bad weather, you know, on the road. I'm not sure how much I trust him to get it done this week as much as he has been the past few weeks. And we'll talk about this as we get further in the episode. But definitely Zay Jones is someone that we're I think we're going to we're going to recommend not really starting maybe tonight because yeah. of all of those conditions. Um, but he has been playing well. So, you know, props to him. But, you know, other than that. I think the guys that you've been benching, like maybe Elijah Moore, I don't think you've been starting him. Um, he has had that route participation go up, but we're not exactly excited about the weather, I don't think. At least I'm not. So I, I would leave him on the bench. Um, tight ends, you can, you know, throw darts at. <laughs> That's what we've been doing all season. Evan Ingram might be worth a start. We'll see how it goes. Um, but definitely temper expectations. But there's no reason to think that the guys that generally get it done on a weekly basis can't because they're still the same talent that they were. It's just not an ideal situation. We've seen players – um, show out though in bad weather plenty of times. It's not like it's unheard of. So don't leave anybody on the bench just because you think, oh, you know, the weather's bad and they won't be able to do anything. These are NFL players. They're still going to be able to produce. There's going to be a game tonight. There will be scoring. We'll be fine. I, you know, and and Trevor Lawrence is is somebody that a lot of people are trying to figure out what to do with, right? And we had him ranked as right. our QB ten, and that's with the weather in mind. This is obviously a tough matchup against the Jets as well. Um, Jay in the chat is asking. Uh, you know, he has Lawrence and he has Pickett, right? And like, this is a situation where, you know, I'm not, I don't want to dig that deep, 
right in order yeah. to get pick it in my lineup <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm starting trevor lawrence even with the weather conditions uh he also has a claim offer pending for golf and i can see that you know golf has a decent matchup against carolina this week and i'm okay starting golf right. over lawrence you know if i have some concerns so yeah I'm cool with that. But Trevor Lawrence, you know, I still think, you know, he's been balling out of his mind lately. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he had a, a little bit of a tough matchup, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Didn't really come. Th- well, actually, no, he had a good matchup against the Lions and he didn't come through against the Lions. Uh, but yeah. last week, a little bit of a tough matchup and he he definitely came through. Um, so, yeah, I'm OK starting him, you know, just just temper expectations. Uh, I, I think he might, you know, use his legs a little bit more in this game. Uh, which is why right. I, I'm, I'm betting on the on the higher total rushing yards for him on underdog tonight. That's only how out. many? What, like 15 yards? <laughs> like, I think it was like 15, 16 yards. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You have to figure Especially in this that. game, I think so. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's that's really it. You know, Zach Wilson was a potential streamer for me. You know, if you're missing Jalen Hurts, but. You know, it's the the more I think about it, you know, the more I'm not sure if I like. <laughs> as you know, if I want to as good as the matchup is. As good as a matchup is, you know, I don't know how much you want to trust him. He had an all right game last week, but we know, you know, that type of game that he had in the second half of that Patriots game, that could happen any time. You know, that the way the offense would look. And tonight would maybe be a good bet for that kind of thing to happen because of the weather. Um, I'm not sure how much I trust Zach Wilson to be consistent on a week-to-week basis. He just put up 20 points last week. Do we think he's going to put up 20 points in back-to-back weeks? I don't know about that. We'll see, though. Yeah, um, he's yeah, a desperate start. Desperate start because of that matchup. That's the only thing that leaves him in, like you know, potentially startable territory for me. And we'll talk about Christian Kirk and Garrett Wilson uh, in our wide receiver rankings because that's what we're talking about today. We're going over wide receiver rankings, our top thirty wide receivers, top twenty tight ends, uh, and then the rest of the rankings are going to be available. All positional, all flex rankings are going to be available on Patreon. So if you're deciding between a running back and a wide receiver. This week, those rankings will be up there um, on Patreon a little bit later today, definitely before the Thursday night game. I'm aiming for, you know, afternoon-ish time, Eastern time to get those up. Uh, so you'll be right. able to check that out, patreon.com slash Fantasy, or you can just click the link in the description. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into wide yeah. receivers. Let's do it. I know it. you said uh, it's a weird week because of this weather. <laughs> you sent them to me, and you're it's like, so it's a weird. weird week, man. I completely agree. Um, there's a couple guys that we usually see up here that, aren't you know especially having amari cooper outside the top 30 feels weird it, <laughs> it really does. does and and, it makes and there's a few guys at the bottom of the top 30 that i'm like what are you guys doing here like you guys don't belong here <laughs> you know like what, yeah. are you, what, what are we doing you know so but at the end of the day like you know what i'm projecting is some of these guys who don't normally finish in the top 30 to to, to be there this week um but right. we have justin jefferson at number one uh tyreek hill at two Devonte adams at three Amon Ross St. Brown at four, Jamar Chase, then Stefan Diggs at five, uh, at five and six. Um, so, yeah. you know, Diggs is the last one in this group. You know, that group is self-explanatory, uh, you know, and, and it's really about the weather. Uh, you know, that's why Stefan Diggs is all the way down here, um, because yeah. there is a little bit of concern uh, in Chicago this week. A little bit of wind could affect the passing game. Uh, you know, Diggs, you know, lately. He hasn't been that, you know, elite. He hasn't finished with elite fantasy numbers. Obviously, he's an elite player, uh, but the weather yeah. could potentially keep him at a point where he's not reaching his ceiling that we're that we're used yeah. to. And we're going to say that about a lot of receivers. You know, this top half of the top 10 is a lot of fairer weather games. Obviously, Carolina might be a little cold, but it's not going to be like that Bills game um, in, the, in, yeah. in Chicago. And Green Bay, you know, they're playing down in Miami. Uh, 
that Vikings are indoors. <laughs> Amirah St. Brown, we just talked about, and Devontae Adams. It could be cold in Pittsburgh, but it's not going to be that bad. So you're going to see right. that kind of happening this week. But um, I, I like Justin Jefferson at the top. Tyreek Hill should be able to get it done against a Packers defense that's been allowing some points. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think even though it's going to be cold, you know, it looks kind of bad. Uh, I trust the Bengals offense to get it done. They have Joe Burrow playing really good football and they have plenty of receivers there too. So I'm not worried about them at all. And Stefan Diggs, it really does feel weird. We've seen him get it done in like rough weather matchups before, but this one might be a little bit, you know, outside that zone where it's like, okay, it's not just rough weather. It, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. They I, are going to have a good matchup though. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's a good matchup. Uh, you know, will they need them? You know, they could potentially run the ball with Singletary and James Cook right. and they want to get Naheem Hines involved a little bit. They could do that. You know, they have three guys, you know, who are capable, so they could easily just run the ball down Chicago's throats. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we'll see. You know, they probably have to keep a balance a little bit at least, um, but maybe not because Chicago's one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Um, yeah. DK Metcalf, he's next up at seven, uh, kind of in that next tier, you know, without Tyler Lockett in the lineup this week. Um, you know, he has that broken finger. He potentially will miss only this week and be back next week, but we'll see. Uh, you know, we can, I, I would assume that the targets, you know, can funnel DK Metcalf's way, you know, in a game where the chiefs will likely be up all game long, right? Mm -hmm. Geno Smith is probably going to be, you know, slinging it the whole time to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. So I can see, you know, DK Metcalf easily seeing double digit targets in this one. I think that's definitely in the cards. You know, they're facing a Chiefs defense that's allowing the you know, fifth most fancy points to wide receivers on the season. And this one has, you know, shootout written all over. You look at the over-under, I think it's the second highest over-under this week. And you don't need you don't even need to look at the sports book to see that this is going to be a good matchup as far as offenses go. Um, I, I I'm expecting big things from DK Metcalf. Like you said, double-digit targets. I think he's pretty much a shoe-in for that at this point with Tyler Lockett out. If not, you know, it could have gone a different way. Marquise Goodwin will get some targets, but DK Metcalf is going to be the guy for most of the game. I think it's going to be a passing attack for Seattle most of the way. Like I said, they're playing pretty much for their playoff lives right now. You know, they can't afford to lose any more games the rest of the way. And they're going to be, you know, scrapping in this one against a good Chiefs team. So I like DK Metcalf at seven. I think he has some nice upside that I think might kind of trump Stefan Diggs, you know, in the matchup that yeah. he has. I can see it. I can see it. I, I wouldn't be mad at that, you know, uh, you know, right. having DK Metcalf ranked above Diggs this week. Not at all. Uh, CD Lamb, I have him at eight against Philly. Uh, neither James Bradbury or Darius Slay uh, move inside to cover the slot. So, you know, CD Lamb, we know that he runs most of his routes from the slot, and Philly has given up the fifth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. So, uh, we could see targets funnel his way, you know, instead of those random spikes in target share, you know, to the outside wide receivers like Noah Brown, you know, getting 30% yeah. target share last week or Michael Gallup, 23%, 29% target share a couple, couple weeks ago. Uh, so I think CD has yeah. a chance, you know, to get in that 30% target share this week. Uh, and that's something he hasn't seen in three weeks now. Yeah, I think there's no question that he's going to see that type of target share. I think it's going to be a throwing day for the Cowboys. Even though Gardner Minshew's playing quarterback, the Cowboys aren't running away with this. You know, this, this is going to be a competitive game. And if it's going to go one way, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to dominate Dallas, but I don't think Dallas dominates this game in any way at any point. So I think that it's going to be a competitive game script enough that C.D. Lamb is going to be getting those targets, like you said. And in the slot, he's been running his routes from the slot. He's been moving on motion a lot. You know, they've been finding ways to scheme him open. I still think they need to throw it to him more. Um, Noah Brown, I don't know what he's doing with that target share. I wouldn't expect that to continue on a week-to-week -week basis, but that's just kind of the way it's been these past couple of weeks. 
I think they're they're going to get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, and, and I like him at eight this week. I, I think he is, you know, just a shade under DK Metcalf because of the matchup that DK Metcalf has. Um, and CeeDee Lamb, Dallas is a complete offense. They do still lean on the run game a lot. So that kind of hampers his upside, too. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Eagles had 15 total uh, pro bowlers, like if you're including the alternates, um, which is oh, really? insane. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it was like, I think it had eight, if I'm not mistaken, it was eight pro bowlers and like seven alternates or something like that, which is yeah. the, the most that, in the league, obviously. That's, that's, that's crazy. a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of good players right there. Is the Pro Bowl, is it still that popularity contest? Like, I know they have the votes, but Tua got all the votes. Yes. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. Like, who just, did they have like a committee that decides that? Like, I don't I've, think so. I, I think exactly it was a, it I think it was a, um, a vote, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because Despite it's Tua was leading the highest all players in fan yeah. voting. Um, oh, interesting. I didn't know. So did they have like selectors? Let's like, see. I thought it was just like, you know, the Pro Bowl didn't matter. You know, it just happens if you're popular. And that I pay attention to the all pro, you know, right. rosters. That's a, that's how I, that's what I get mad about. Not the Pro Bowl rosters. But um, I, I was just interested to see that because I wasn't sure you're talking about the Pro Bowls. Like, I'm not sure who makes those decisions. Oh, oh, here we go. It's one third coaches, one third fans and one third players. Okay. All right. So that, that's a little bit more credible. All right. More credible than I thought it was. It was. I thought it was just like, more you know, credible. most votes. Because I was looking more at it. Credible. I was like, there's no way Tua is going to make the Pro Bowl over Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert right. and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Exactly. Like, this, this is just right. too many for him to make the Pro Bowl over them. Interesting. It's interesting that he got, he was the most voted, though. That's cool. Right. Um, Chris Godwin, I have him at number nine against Arizona. AJ Brown at 10 against Dallas. And this is obviously a little lower than normal for AJ Brown, but, you know, obviously a bit of a quarterback downgrade to Gardner Minshew. And, you know, we don't yeah. know what the target distribution is going to look like. You know, AJ Brown also runs most of his perimeter routes on Trayvon Diggs' side. So, you know, just bumping him down a little bit. You're not benching him or anything like that, but, you know, just kind of temper expectations a little bit because you kind of don't know what to expect this week. Yeah. I would expect big games from the other Eagles receivers, which we'll talk about in a little bit because Trayvon Diggs is really the only guy Dallas has in coverage. Outside of that, they are banged up. They're missing Anthony Brown at cornerback, so they're starting Kelvin Joseph, who can't cover anybody. And then they have a good nickel corner, but he's a rookie, so he's been beat a couple of times. I think that all the other receivers will be fine. Unless A.J. Brown runs away from Trayvon Diggs, it could be the other guys getting it done this week. And with Gardner yeah. Mitchell, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about A.J. Brown with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. You know, I just think the ceiling might not be there. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. And, you know, A.J. Brown does run most of his routes away from Trevon Diggs. Uh, it's just that he runs about 40, 45% of his routes on Trevon Diggs' side. So he does move around just a little bit. And Diggs hasn't really been moving around uh, following yeah. receivers. So, and, and, you know, when you have another receiver like, like Devontae Smith, like, you know, there's no reason to just follow AJ Brown because Devonta Smith is a problem on his own. Um, yeah. And at number 11, I got Keenan Allen against Indy. He's averaging more than 12 targets per game over his last three games. You know, you saw what KG Osborne just did, uh, you know, yeah. uh, against Indy out of this slot last week. Uh, they were missing their nickel corner, Kenny Moore, and he's still not back at practice with that ankle injury. So, you know, Allen is walking into this game with a potential monster matchup advantage. 
I think that's definitely the case. And you look at the last four weeks, the Colts are allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, 100%, that's a matchup that you want. Over the season, they're actually, you know, one of the top 10, I think, in terms of fantasy points, but they've kind of come back down to earth. That could be inflated by Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne's performances last week, but um, definitely something to keep an eye on. That kind of trend can continue week to week. And I like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to get it done with Justin Herbert. The Chargers have been looking better on offense, so I think that this is a really good matchup for Keenan Allen. I think 11 might be a bit conservative. You know, he's a, a PPR machine. I think he has a nice floor of at least like 14 points because he's going to be catching at least eight passes a week. That's what it seems like. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. No, pretty much. Um, yeah. And then Christian Watson at 12 against Miami. You know, I'm not worried about Romeo Dubs coming in and getting those targets. You know, he was like wide open on a few of yeah. those targets. And it's because the defense was just so focused and concerned, you know, with Christian Watson. Uh, like on, on Monday night, you saw it, like especially that like one play where Christian Watson motioned to the outside on the right, and then like Robert Dubs was in the slot, and just like was wide open in the middle of the field because you had like two yeah. or three defenders near Christian Watson. Um, so yeah, so you know Watson's upside, right? Especially in a matchup, you know, in Miami, in which Aaron Rodgers most likely going to have to throw a lot more. Uh, you know, there's no way Watson's not in my lineup this week. Yeah, no, you're definitely starting Christian Watson. There's no question. We've seen the upside so many times. Last week was his first down week in, you yeah. know, I think, like six weeks. Is that his first so, game without a touchdown? Yeah, since he, you know, had that breakout game against Dallas. I mean, yeah. he's been on a tear. So don't worry about it. Don't panic because, oh, he had eight points and Romeo Dubs got five targets on 30% route participation. No, don't worry about that. You're fine. It's Christian Watson we're talking about. He'll have a good game. I think he bounces back this week against Miami, who has ha- they've had trouble you know, covering receivers most of the season. They're not yeah. an excellent matchup, but they're not a really bad matchup either. They're solid. Yeah, 100%. Um, I got Jalen Waddell at 13, uh, Juju at 14. And we talked about the matchup with Green Bay. This could be a high-scoring game. So that's why I like Jalen Waddell at 13. Uh, but Juju at 14, right. man, he's been getting it done in tough matchups over the last two weeks, nine for 74 and a touchdown 10 for 88 last week. So, you know, he's being upgraded for me big time, you know, especially considering all the matchups, you know, I hate this week for a lot of the wide receivers and all the (laughs) weather concerns that we have for a bunch of wide receivers this week. Um, So yeah, man, like Juju is one of those guys. So you look at the names after Juju and there's a lot of question marks for a lot of these guys this week, but Juju for me, like doesn't seem to be, he doesn't seem to be uh, much of a question mark for me. No, I think this is, you know, an appropriate ranking. You know, I think he's a really solid receiver the way he's been playing the past couple of weeks. And in this matchup against Seattle, like we said, I'm expecting a lot of points. If this is a shootout, I'll make a bold prediction here and say Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get two touchdowns. It might not be 100 Ooh. yards, but I think he might get two touchdowns this week because like Jarek McKinnon's been on a tear with touchdowns. I don't think that's going to continue the way he's been scoring touchdowns. and They're going to have to go somewhere. It's still Patrick Mahomes-led offense. Travis Kelsey will get his, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster, this could be one of those games where, you know, he just kind of elevates. He could be one of the difference makers for the playoffs this week. So there's my bold prediction for the week. We'll see if that comes true. I hope I'm right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a good one. I actually like that one a lot. Um, Terry McLaurin, I have met 15 against the 49ers. You know, keep an eye on Charvarius Ward. He's in the concussion protocol. There's a chance he gets cleared, uh, but he hasn't had his full practice yet. Uh, you know, if he's out, McLaurin gets an upgrade. Uh, but the 49ers have been vulnerable to wide receivers a- anyway. So this isn't necessarily a matchup that I'm staying away from. Yeah, and on paper, you know, you look at it immediately, you're like, oh, they're playing San Francisco. They're not going to put up any points. That's not necessarily the case. You know, you look deeper at the statistics, you find that receivers are faring all right against the 49ers. And I think Terry McLaurin, he's been in the fold with with um, Taylor Heineke, at quarterback. I think that's going to continue. He'll be just fine. I don't think he has a ceiling of guys above him. 
Um, but I, I think that he's a solid play each week. We haven't seen much of a ceiling from Terry McLaurin. I think just because Taylor Heineke is not a fantastic quarterback, but he's looking for Terry McLaurin enough that warrants him to be, you know, in this high end, high to mid uh, wide receiver two range. Yeah. And, and Mike Williams, like you mentioned him, like you expect him, both him and Keenan Allen to do their, do his thing. Um, so I have him at 16 here and I agree with you. Indy has been a little bit vulnerable lately. Um, I have Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk at 17 and 18 respectively. Um, and, yeah. you know, I want them to be a little bit higher, you know, uh, but because of the weather concerns, you know, I have them down here, which is still solid, right? There's still, you know, solid wide receiver twos this week, even with the weather. Uh, but you got to keep in mind that, Potential wind over 20, 20 miles per hour, wind gusts potentially higher, maybe even reaching that 40 mile per hour range at times with the gusts. So, uh, and on top of that, it's going to be raining the entire time, apparently. So, yeah, I'm not benching them, but I am tempering expectations. Um, you know, there's still production, you know, likely in the past game. It's still going to happen. It just might not be as much. Um, this is not like the Cleveland game, Cleveland Saints game, right? Which is why you won't yeah. find any Browns or Saints wide receivers in my top 30 this week. Uh, but Wilson, yeah. Gary Wilson has a good matchup, right? And I still kind of like him in my lineup. And Christian Kirk, you know, if, if anyone is going to produce against the Jets, it's going to be a slot wide receiver. Um, and I think the yeah. targets, uh, whatever t- targets there are this uh, tonight, they are going to funnel in his direction. Uh, and I'm benching right. Say Jones tonight against the Jets perimeter corners. Uh, DJ Reed, by the way, big snubbed out of Pro Bowl voting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Xavier Howard, you know, come on. DJ Reed deserves to be in there over Howard this year. Same with Marlon right. Humphrey, to be honest with you. Pat Sertan, okay, sure. Um, yeah. You know, DJ Reed, you know, he's a Pro Bowl alter- alternate, but still, you know. I'm and assuming Sauce guys, made it. Yeah. Sauce there made would it. Be yeah, Sauce made fire it. Fire and sure. Sauce didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sauce made it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, DJ Reed's going to have some extra motivation tonight, so I'm not going to be playing Zay Jones. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. But if I, if I had to pick one of these two guys between Garrett Wilson, and Christian Kirk to outperform where we have them ranked, I think I go with Garrett Wilson. Obviously this isn't Mike White at quarterback, you know, but we've seen him get it done in bad weather before a couple of weeks ago in, against Chicago, same type of weather, you know, just raining the entire time. It was more, it was like pouring that game and it wasn't quite as cold, but we can, we've seen him get it done. He had two touchdowns in that game. I don't think Zach Wilson is exactly Mike White, but if he just funnels him some targets, I'm not that worried about Garrett Wilson. I think you can look at the matchup, too. You say it's pretty good. Uh, there are things pointing in the right direction for Garrett Wilson. If there's going to be a solid fantasy contributor this, this tonight, in tonight's game, I should say, I was going to say this week, but tonight's game, um, I would go with Garrett Wilson over Christian Kirk. Even though Christian Kirk, like you said, those targets will probably funnel towards him, too. I just like Garrett Wilson to do a little bit more with it. Um, tonight i think he's going to be one of the only guys you know producing for this jets offense so is he too low i don't think he's too low i think the weather is enough to have him rank down here you know there are certain things out of his control that can keep him a little bit lower but i'm saying if i had to bet and say that one of these two guys are going to outperform their um ranking like finish say maybe top 12 I i would go with garrett wilson over christian kirk um i'm not afraid of garrett wilson tonight you know it's easy to be but i'm not (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. I, I think that makes sense. Now, I have T. Higgins uh, at 19, and and this yeah. might seem a little bit low, but he just hasn't shown his ceiling with Jamar Chase in the lineup. And yeah. you know, most of the guys ahead of him in these rankings are the number one wide receivers for the respective teams. The question is, you know, you know, given the weather concerns, weather concerns for tonight, do we play him over Garrett Wilson and Christian Kirk? 
honestly, like I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I am, to be honest with you. Like if you look at what T. Higgins has done this year, um, he had one like in terms of like with Jamar Chase on the field, he had one really good game when Jamar Chase was on the field. That was in week four against Miami. And we know what that what yeah. type of game that was, right? But otherwise, yeah, he's been, you know, not that amazing. Like he's been solid. You know, and in yeah. his other two big blow up games was with T was with Jamar Chase out of the lineup um, and, you know, 18 percent target share without with with Jamar Chase in the lineup is not going to really tell me that I got to rank him super high. Right. Um, yeah. So with them, you know, against New England, you know, and also where he lines up, I think he's going to see a little bit more uh, of Jonathan Jones than Jamar Chase, because it doesn't seem like they're going to be shadowing uh in this game so you know because of those reasons i think you know t higgins down here is somewhat appropriate i'm in full agreement with you you know you can't rank a player at his ceiling every week if he hasn't hit that ceiling in a few weeks or he hit that ceiling and it's been contingent on another player on the team being out and that's what we're dealing with going into this game he hasn't hit that ceiling he's been solid like you said he hasn't hit that ceiling but also jamar chase is going to be going to be playing and we saw tyler boyd he's become well, he, he hasn't become, but last week he was a little bit more of a contributor than he has been in recent weeks. So I think having him here makes sense. You know, this is where he could easily finish. I think this is a solid spot for him because he's been a solid receiver. I just don't know if the upside is there. And you're right. I think Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk have a little bit more upside to them this week. Um, unless this ends up being a shootout against the, the Patriots for the Bengals, I don't expect that to be the case. Um, right. T. Higgins, I think he's in for another, you know, just, just a solid day. I'm not, yeah. you know, leaving him on the bench like – if you're starting Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk over him, like you can go start T. Higgins in a flex, and I'd be perfectly happy with that. It's he's not a, like he's a high floor. He's a high floor player. Like Higgins is, yeah. has a very high floor. He's gonna he's gonna he's not gonna shut the bed for you, right? Um, and he hasn't right. shut the bed at all this entire year. But the ceiling just hasn't been there. It's I mean, funny because Tyler Boyd is the I mean, opposite, right? Like Tyler Boyd plays better, you know, with Jamar Chase uh, in the lineup than he does without. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the fun thing is, um said T. Higgins hasn't shit the bed for you all year. He did one week, and that was when he pulled his hammy early in the game, and then that whole fiasco yeah. happened. So there's one week. That's true. I mean, that that was kind of out of his control, but, you know. Actually, he did, actually, he did it twice. He did it twice, so. That makes, that's all. <laughs> the truth, uh, 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 the truth uh, comes out. That does kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the good thing is that he did play 80, 80% of snaps last week, so he seems to be yeah. somewhat He's fully back. back. Um, I, I have DJ Moore at 20 against Detroit. Uh, he showed his ceiling right in the, in two of the last three games with Sam Darnold. So, yeah. And then he, yeah, then he put up like no points right in between. that. So <laughs> you, you're going to live and die with DJ Moore. Like, I don't know, man, like it is what it is. It's a good matchup. I'm chasing the ceiling here. Yeah, I, I would do that too. You know, Sam Darnold has been playing a little bit better. The offense hasn't been bad where we expect it to be really bad the Panthers uh, obviously last week they struggled a little bit against the, the the Steelers but that's a pretty pretty good defense for the Steelers they weren't allowing many points um to any position last week or the few weeks before that so I, I think DJ Moore he could be a good play like you said in a good matchup Detroit's allowing the second most fantasy points over this entire season to fantasy wide receivers I like DJ Moore the talent you can bet on the talent this week I think he's a much nicer play this week than he was last week um you're right about it's going to be chasing points here but that might be what you need to get through the, the fantasy playoffs. Like, would you consider... Okay, here's a question. I know you have T. Higgins higher than DJ Moore, yeah. but would you consider DJ Moore over T. Higgins in the flex if you want the upside? 
Yes. Because this is a wide if receiver one. If, 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 if yeah. I'm chasing upside, yes. Because he's the wide receiver one for his team. DJ Moore, 32% target share, right, in this past game. In, in his last big game, 31% target share. T. Higgins, uh, I mean, T. Higgins is at 18% target share for the year. He hasn't hit 30% in, in a, several weeks. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But if I'm mo- in most weeks, most scenarios, like 75, 80% of the time, I'm playing T. Higgins over DJ Moore because I know he's going to give me points. Right. That makes sense. At 21, I got Jerry Judy. Uh, even with Cortland Sutton potentially back, uh, I think he's still a solid, solid player with Russell Wilson uh, back this week. Um, I, yeah. I think, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> I have him all the way down at 22, man. Like, you know, with Trace McSorley, you know, I don't have great expectations this week. You know, AJ right. Green had eight targets from McSorley this year compared to Hopkins five, right? Trey McBride was the most productive receiver with Trey McSorley in his playing time this year. So, you know, the targets, you know, might be more distributed than you think. Um, the matchup is decent, you know, so I'm not necessarily going all the way to say bench Hopkins. Um, you still play him, but definitely tempering my expectations this week. Yeah. And if you want to look at it from just like, how's the target share going to be separated between these guys? You look at it from that standpoint. I'm not even worried about the target share. The target share could be there, but I don't see Trace McSorley throwing for more than 200 yards, 220 yards in this game. You know, so how much upside is there for DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think they're going to be scoring a lot of points. If they do, it's probably going to be a tough slog to get down there. And it might be James Conner time, you know, once they get into the red zone, if they do. I think you're right on the money here with this ranking. This might be a little bit low, and it might be a little bit disrespectful to the talent that DeAndre Hopkins has, but, you know, the situation around him, it's not conducive to fantasy points right now. And I think having him at 22 makes sense. But Jawan Flith, pre- appreciate the super chat. He's asking ETN or Dobbins this week. Um, you know, I'm going to ETN tonight over Dobbins yeah. personally. Um, I think they're going to just run the ball more just because of the weather. Uh, also, Fields mm-hmm. or cousin, um, cu- Cousins. Uh, I'm going Fields here. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I think that, you know, he just has the upside. He has the floor. Um, yeah, I'm going Fields. Even it, that is, that's Dobbins. the worst. No, the second worst weather game, I think, behind Cleveland and New Orleans, if you want to like categorize them. So I'm not worried about it, but the thing is the passing game is probably going to be neutralized, and we know the thing that Justin Fields does very well is run the ball. So I, I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. I know there might be you know concerns with that, but I wouldn't worry about Justin right. Fields because of the way he produces his fantasy points. It's much different Agreed. if you have Fields versus a guy like you know Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff would be in for a tough ride if you were in that type of weather this week. I'm curious what you think about Devontae Smith this week. I have him at 23. Uh, I have yeah. Hopkins over him. I have Judy over him, right? I have DJ Moore, T. Higgins. Like, are you, is he too low for you here? No. I'm actually expecting yeah. a really big game from Devontae Smith because, like I said, Dallas' secondary is right. beat so up. Right. So is he too they low? One... That's my question. I think he might question. be a little too low. low. I, th- okay, I think I would okay. put him over Jerry Judy pretty easily. And if we could go back and see who else we have over him, um, I'm not sure who we got. Let's see. We click back. We have DJ Moore. I, I would maybe put him over DJ Moore. I'd leave him behind T. Higgins. But the thing about Devontae yeah. Smith is we've seen, you know, second receivers uh, get it done against Dallas. I mean, A.J. Brown, he's going to be all right. Even though Gardner Minshew is playing, I think, like I said, he can distribute the ball. This isn't going to be a runaway game for Dallas because Dallas' defense the past few weeks have been allowing a lot of points and a lot of yards. Um, if Trayvon Diggs isn't covering Devontae Smith, which we know he doesn't really shadow anybody, they'll move Devontae Smith around. I think he's in for a big game because Dallas has had a lot of trouble covering more than just one receiver. You know, obviously Christian Kirk had a quiet game last week. Zay Jones popped off. We could see something similar to that 
this week with Devontae Smith. I'm projecting him to finish a lot higher than maybe a low-end wide receiver too this week. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I might agree with you. I mean, my only concern is like it's tough to predict what Gardner Minshew is going to do with the ball in terms of target distribution yeah, with Dallas no, Goddard back. Um, you know, we we you know Dallas Goddard had one of his best games with Gardner Minshew last year, two touchdowns against the Jets. Uh, also, you know, in games with Dallas Dallas Goddard this year, Devontae Smith's floor has been it has been severely limited. Also, so that's that's kind of I'm hedging a little bit, but I understand. I think the the upside for Devontae Smith is definitely there this week uh, because Dallas has given up the second most fantasy points to uh, perimeter wide receivers who run routes from the right side over the last eight weeks. And they're also pretty, um, you know, they're also top bottom 12, bottom 11 in fantasy points given up to slot wide receivers too. uh, Just wide receivers in general and fantasy points allowed their fourth most. They allow the fourth most over the last four weeks. And then their second most over the last two weeks. So obviously we've seen the injuries have kind of come along and they're forcing them to allow more points. Uh, I I think that, you know, this could be a really good matchup and he might be a little bit low. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, And then DJ shark, I have him at 24 here. I, you know, I think against Carolina, he's going to do kind of go back to what he was doing before, you know, in the last two games before the jets matchup, you know, I think he's going to go back to doing what he was doing then. Um, yeah. um, I, I don't know if Carolina is going to be, you know, staying in this game, but you never know, man. Like, you know, Carolina has made things a little bit tough for some some opposition this, you know, lately, uh, especially after the coaching change. Uh, but I think DJ Shark is is a solid start this week. Um, we saw him, you know, have those big plays. So it's very possible that we see a couple more of those this week. Yeah, I like DJ Chark much more than, like we said last week, against the Jets. It was a quiet day like we predicted. So if we're – we told you not to start him last week. He didn't perform. I'm telling you, you can start him this week. I think he's got a shot to produce. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, think DJ, I, I think DJ Chark, it's a much better matchup. You know, the weather isn't going to be horrific. The offense has been playing well, and the Lions just overall are playing much better than they were earlier in the season. And it's going to make DJ Chark a, a good start for you this week. I like him as a flex, ideally, but I think you could slot him in as a wide receiver too in a pinch. I got Michael Pittman at 25. I think even with the quarterback change, you know, still starting him as a borderline wide receiver too. Uh, Mike Evans at 26 against Arizona. Uh, a little hard to trust, but decent matchup. Um, yeah. I have Marquise Goodwin at 27. Uh, that makes him a wide receiver three. With all the weather concerns, the tough matchups for wide receivers this week, I think he's yeah. an upside play that I'm willing to put out there in my semifinals. Uh, the Chiefs are going to put up points. He's going to be playing that Tyler Lockett role that runs routes out of the slot and the right perimeter, which is where the Chiefs have given up the fourth and fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, respectively. Right. So, you know, I'd imagine Geno Smith is going to throw quite a bit in this one. Preciser has this game at a 50-point total. So if you're shooting for upside, I think Goodwin is a play this week. I think absolutely you're on the money with that one. DK Metcalf, like we said, he's going to be, and like I said, I think he's going to be a shoe-in for 10 targets at least. Um, but they can't all go to DK Metcalf. Geno Smith is probably going to throw, be throwing the ball 30, 40 times this game. And you're not going to be throwing 10 targets to Noah Fant. <laughs> you know, so Marquis Goodwin, I think you're going to look at that. You'll see he's going to be getting some more targets. If he gets seven or eight targets this week, I like him to score a touchdown too. He doesn't need to have a humongous day to pay off, especially with the way that you're going to be starting him. He's a wide receiver three in our rankings. I think his upside is much higher than this. I don't think he's a wide receiver one type of player, but a mid wide receiver two, high wide receiver, wide receiver two finish in a good matchup. You know, like like you said against the Chiefs, 
I think that's perfectly reasonable and on the table for Marquise Goodwin this week. Jahan Dotson at 28. Uh, he had a top 20 finish and a top 10 finish in his last two games. Uh, he's averaging yeah. 20, 20% target share. And when he's healthy, all he does is score touchdowns. And wide receivers who yeah. line up out of the slot and the right side have been doing their thing against San Francisco this year. And that's where Dotson runs a majority of his routes from. Fourth most fantasy points given up by the 49ers overall in the last eight weeks. So another upside play here with Jahan Dotson. Yeah, and the key for Jahan Dotson is healthy and not limited. You know, obviously he came back. He had a couple of tough matchups too, you know, from weeks 10 to 12. And we saw him kind of cool off there a little bit after a hot start. He was injured. He came back. Didn't look the same, but these past two weeks, obviously both times against the Giants. So I don't know if that counts for anything, but he's looked much better. It looks like he's getting more involved in the offense, even though he only had six targets last week and nine targets the week before that. That was actually a pretty good target share. Uh, I'm not worried about him going against San Francisco, though. Like you said, if he's going to be running out of the slot, I think this is going to be a, a, a good game for him. Tyler Boyd at 29, Marquise Brown at 30. You know, Boyd, again, like he's in my top 30 because Jamar Chase is playing. <laughs> that's yeah. what it comes down to and <laughs> you know, he got enough. the touchdown last week uh the patriots you know aren't like amazing uh you know defending the slot or anything like that so the boyd can't get it done and then marquise brown like i don't know man he's a little bit of a risky play you know this week you know yeah. i am looking for other options uh because i think he only had one target from trace mcsorley this year so i'm a little concerned there you know the floor is kind of low for marquise brown this week we don't know what the target distribution is going to look like the matchup is good but at the same time, like <laughs> he's really hard to trust this week. So I have him yeah. at 30 because of the talent level, right? And I'm kind of mm -hmm. betting on the talent here to kind of come through. But I'm I'm tempering expectations for Marquise Brown this week. Yeah, the floor for Marquise Brown is low and the ceiling, I think, is also pretty low. Um yeah. I think there's a better chance DeAndre Hopkins scores than Marquise Brown. And I don't think this offense scores more than like two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, right. and it sucks because Ky well, Kyle well, Murray well, on the offense. Much better, but I think that's, that's what the Vegas has right now. It, the implied total for the Cardinals this week is like 16 points, so that's yeah. pretty much what it is two touchdowns. Yeah, that, that could be a touchdown and a bunch of field goals, too. So, like I said, the touchdown upside, <laughs> I just don't see it in this game. And like I said, I, I would pick James Connor or DeAndre Hopkins to be scoring those touchdowns before I pick Marquise Brown, um, not because of the talent, but just of the way that we've seen Trace McSorley play and from just the offense overall being not very good. So I, I think Marquise Brown, he's not a very attractive start for me. I'd definitely be looking for other options. Would you be starting, like, would you take shots elsewhere? I'm not sure who you'd start, but guys that aren't on this ranking, would you, like, see if you could hit upside on a couple guys? I'm trying to think of somebody, but... Yeah. Like, maybe. Um, okay, you know, how, about, how about this? How about a guy like yeah. Mac Hollins? What do you think? Um, would you take a who, shot? Because he's, the he's been going solid. Up this week again? The Pittsburgh. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no. All I right. would not go Matt Collins over Hollywood. How about now, Zay I Jones another... or Hollywood? Zay Jones, no. <laughs> because against the Jets, no, okay. I wouldn't do that. All right. Um I can name a couple guys though. Like, All like right. yeah. in contention, Elijah Moore out of the slot mm -hmm. against Jacksonville. Uh Darius Slayton against Minnesota. Uh Chris right. Moore if Brandon Cooks doesn't play. Uh Brandon Cooks if you know, Chris Moore's out because he's also he's been limited with a foot injury. Mm -hmm. uh, Romeo Dubs, you know, potentially against Miami, right? Uh, Adam Thielen, yeah. right? There's a couple guys that are not in my top 30 that I could see myself chasing upside a little bit more than that. Isaiah Hodgins is a little bit of a sleeper this week. I'm not playing him over Hollywood, but I'm looking for upside. He's a little bit of a sleeper this week against 
against the Minnesota because he lines up on that left side uh, where Minnesota has been extremely vulnerable. And yeah, yeah Minnesota like has Romeo been a Dubs, bit of a fantasy factory. <laughs> him and Romeo Dubs are a little bit like two of my sleepers this week. I, I think they can yeah. they can potentially surprise a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, yeah, I, I, I can see it though. I, I'm not excited for Marquise Brown this week. But yeah, with us saying all this right it, now, yeah. like he's gonna he's gonna pop off. Watch. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I said, I th- I don't think Trace McSorley gets more than 200 passing yards. I don't think that um, they score many touchdowns. I think two touchdowns is the ceiling. Like you said, Vegas agrees with me. So we'll see if I'm right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the tight ends. Kelsey at one. I still have Mark Andrews at number two this week because of the good matchup. I wanted to move him yeah. out, but like, who are you playing over him this week? Right? Like T.J. Hawkinson, right? Who I have at three. Dalton Schultz in a tough matchup against Philly. George Kittle, tough matchup against Washington. Like, I had those guys at three, four, and five, respectively. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dallas Goddard, you know, he's back this week. You know, I have him at six. Um, playing him over Evan Ingram, who I have at seven, because of the weather concerns tonight. I can understand being a little concerned about limited snaps for Goddard, though. Um, but I don't think Goddard will be too limited in this one. He, like, he was close to coming back last week. Um, like, if yeah. I knew for a fact that he was not going to be limited. He was going to play like, you know, almost he was going to have full rap participation. I would have him much higher than this, I think. Um, would but you put him at also, three? I think so. I think I'll put him at three yeah. over TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah. right, I, would, I might even put him over Mark Andrews, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think that matchup you know for Mark Andrews. Is Lamar going to be back? Like, do we know? Like, he might We, be we don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't practiced yet at all. He hasn't even put in a limited practice yet. And today all is right. the day where he needs a limited practice or not because they play on Saturday. So if he doesn't right. practice today, he's likely going to be out. That's true. Sorry, go ahead. I cut so, you yeah, off. Man, like, it's, it, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, like you know, Goddard had a great game with Gardner Minshew last year against the Jets. Uh, you know, so it's possible like Minshew does look his way. So I think Goddard is yeah. a little bit of an upside play, despite but gotta remember, like Dallas is also a tough matchup for for tight ends yeah. too, right? So uh so just you keep that point, in mind. You could point to Evan Ingram last week and be like, Oh, well, Dallas allowed him to have like almost forty points. No, not forty points, so twelve yeah. points. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Evan Ingram it was Zay but Jones. Evan Ingram still Evan Ingram was still being targeted, right? He still yeah. put up solid numbers, like for a tight end. So, you know. Evan Ingram probably had one of the better tight ends to tight end days against Dallas this year. Yeah, no, that and that was the case, you know, and it's I think that's because he doesn't run like a traditional tight end. You know, he actually lines up. He he can run like a receiver. Yeah. He doesn't look like a receiver when he's running out there. He, uh, a tight end. He looks like a receiver. But um, Dallas Goddard, I think Dallas Goddard, I think he's an upside play. I think he has a case. You can make a case that he could finish higher than everyone but Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram. The matchup, eh, the weather isn't very good. I think he's right there with Dallas Goddard, though, in terms of, you know, how confident I am in them producing. Um, Evan Ingram, for different reasons, the weather would be kind of like the injury factor going for Dallas Goddard. So I like both of them. I think both of them could easily finish higher. But once you get out of this range, I know we have Darren Waller at eight next. um, And he looked all right coming back. He didn't have a quiet day, which was pretty cool. Um, Outside of this range, it's just a crapshoot. Like, just take your pick. (laughs) You know, someone's going to have to score points and finish in the top 10 um, after these guys. But you're right, though. Evan Ingram did run almost 50% of his routes last week from the slot. So that's a good call yeah. out right there. So, you know, not a traditional tight end. Ran 50% in line, 50% in the slot last week. So, you know, a, a little bit different for him because you might have to put a little bit of extra coverage on a tight end who's running out of the slot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, Darren Waller, I have him at eight. He did catch that touchdown last week. Going to be more of a full-time player this week. Uh, Gerald Everett against Indy at nine. 
Uh, I got Taysom Hill at 10. Uh, I, I, you know, it's possible, you know, with the weather concerns in Cleveland, like it's possible they have to run the ball a ton. I can see Hill being yeah. used in the run game. I can see him being used near the goal line if they get down there. So I have him ranked a little higher this week because I think he'll be needed and he has some upside. I think this is a game tailor built for Taysom Hill. <laughs> you know? And we talked about this a little bit. You know, the gadget plays might be a plenty in a game where that traditional offense might not work. You know, I think Taysom Hill will thrive in this type of game. Obviously, like you said, if they're going to be running the ball. Alvin Kamara, they don't want to give him a full, you know, complement of carries or touches at all this season. So maybe they'll just work Taysom Hill in. It's, it's been a committee all season, whether it's been David Johnson um, or Taysom Hill, you know, just getting the random touches. I like Taysom Hill this week. You know, obviously, Jawan Johnson would be the more, you know, traditional start in a regular matchup because, you know, the pass catching would be much better in a game where there isn't 30 mile an hour consistent wins. But Taysom Hill, we've seen him get used in a ground game and he's been vulturing touchdowns and long runs from Alvin Kamara for a, a long time, especially this season. So I think you can look at Taysom Hill as an upside start this week at tight end because he's not going to be playing that traditional tight end role. Dawson Knox, uh, I, you know, he's come on a little bit after over the last couple of weeks, uh, so he gets an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, Cole Komet against Buffalo, you know, he's really all Justin Fields has. He's been getting at least a twenty-five percent target share in his last few games. Just that Justin Fields isn't throwing the ball, you know, twenty twenty. He's only throwing the ball twenty twenty-two times. Um, yeah. So in, you know, including last week, he had a twenty-five percent target share. So still a solid start, but I don't know if he has, you know, a, a ton of upside in Chicago in a game where it's going to be the weather is going to be kind of shitty. Um, yeah. That's my only concern with him. However, you know, if they're able to move the ball against Buffalo, like, and they get near the goal line, like that's all Colt commit right there. Um, yeah. So, you know, he could definitely have, you know, he could definitely score a touchdown in this game. He didn't score last week. So he's due because all he does is score touchdowns, you know, before Justin Fields got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Pat Firemuth with the donut last week, he's at 13, you know, still starting him over Greg Dulcich. You know, with Kenny Pickett back, uh, Noah Fant at 15 with Tyler Lockett out. He, I got, I bumped him up just a little bit. Tyler Habe's route participation plummeted last week. You know, but he still got it done. Uh, you know, was targeted at a high, you know, rate per route run. So I have him at 16. Juwan Johnson, you mentioned him. I have him at 17. I, I'd have him a lot higher if he wasn't going to play in such a terrible, you know, windy conditional condition game in Cleveland on Saturday. You know, Hunter Henry at 18, David Njoku at 19. You know, same conditions for David Njoku, you know, in Cleveland this week. And uh, Trey yeah. McBride, I have him at 20. I mentioned him, you know, who has seen – he seemed to be a favorite of Trace McSorley. So, you know, you could take a shot there in 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 nice and dry Arizona. Yeah. I mean, you look at all these guys. Like, any names stick out to you? as like, oh, yeah, he could actually finish a little higher than we have him ranked. Like, nobody really does that to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe. I mean, if you haven't ranked as a 20, you know, then I guess that's one thing. That's why. That's if why. If there's one I had to pick, if, if I had to pick one, I would maybe go Noah Fant. Because yeah. with Tyler Lockett out, you know, we talked about those targets. They have to go somewhere. Um, maybe he gets a touchdown. He sneaks one in against Kansas City because it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I would look at him for maybe some upside out of this group. Like, right. I think Noah Fant has way more upside this week than maybe Pat Frymuth, especially with Kenny yeah. Pickett back. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I am. I had Juwan Johnson in the league. I picked up Noah Fant to start over Juwan Johnson because yeah. I can't start Juwan in those weather conditions, unfortunately. And yeah, if I Fant wasn't available, I think I would just start Juwan at that point. Yeah. And hope for the best. 
But that's pretty much what you're doing nowadays, crossing your fingers and hoping for the best at tight end. (laughs) Exactly. We're almost to the end. We can stop worrying about tight end, who we're starting at tight end in fantasy. (laughs) We got two more weeks after this. Pretty much one. Um, One significant week, yeah. So our first matchup is tonight. Good luck, everybody. You know, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Uh, You know, it would mean the world to us if you could just hit subscribe uh, on the podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. That would mean the world to us. That helps us out a ton. You guys don't even know how much that would help us. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, We'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, with our uh, start, sit, question, answer show. All right, you guys will join us. We'll answer questions live. Uh, we'll go over some underdog picks, and uh, we'll do some drafts as well uh, for this weekend. So that should be some fun. Right. Um, if you don't, if you don't listen to tomorrow's episode, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a great yep. weekend, uh, enjoy some time with your family and all that. And I know I watch will. Football. Zach, watch <laughs> yeah. football. That's important yeah. too. All right, guys. Zach, take it easy, dude.